0: to the attack action podcast with your hosts the battle bros taylor and isaac how's it going isaac great we have another interview episode coming hot off the fryer yep totally uh this episode we have a pretty lengthy interview with our new best friend colin um and he is involved in putting on and organizing the lucky TCG TCG gaming skirmish down in Southern California, LA area, popping off March 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Or maybe it's Daylight Time? I guess after Daylight same Time. Whatever. 10 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, and per usual, we set out. We went like, is this... It'll take us like 40 minutes, maybe an hour. And then we just get excited and talk totally. for longer. Yep. So right. it's a little longer. Yeah. Great, again. great dude. Uh, I was really happy to talk to him and we have a lot in common, which I love. That's like the best thing that's happening with the podcast is getting to meet uh, new cool people and making new friends. Um, so yeah, it was great. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But before we get to that interview... Um, We're going to briefly talk about a few things. So this will be kind of a longer episode, um, but we're going to keep it brief. So we're going to talk about Isaac's experience at the uh, TTS tournament uh, put on by Red Riot Games. And then just before that, we had our February Battle Bros tournament. So we're just going to briefly talk about that. And we have surprise guest... Intro guest. Slash maybe just the third host of the podcast by this point, Johnny Blue Razor himself, Mitch. What's up, Mitch? Oh, hey guys. How you doing? Oh, great. I'm uh, drinking some white wine tonight, so it's uh, treating me good. All right. And hello to everybody out there. (laughs) Excellent. Um, So what do you want to start with, Isaac? Battle Bros or Red Riot Games? Um... I'll just talk about Red Riot Games for a minute. Sure, Um, sure, sure. So I played in the latest Red Riot Games and got, like, whomped. (laughs) Really whomped. Um, But uh, thanks to uh, them for putting on this tournament. I can't imagine the, uh, like, you know, the logistics of just, like, keeping everybody to time and setting up um, all of these players in the Discord channels and uh hooking everybody up in tts games and keeping the game moving Mm -hmm. um you know it was like a huge undertaking um so good for them for uh you know and again this is kind of i mean this kind of thing has happened before i guess but it's like kind of uncharted territory to some degree just like getting this the scale of uh international tournament together on tts is like pretty or would be pretty daunting yeah totally Uh Um. And and they did it in like pods at different times, so that's like, you know, an in interesting format rather than just like a large, Swiss pool. Right. So, who'd you play, by? Well, yeah. So briefly, I so Who I took Azalea nice. Ranger to the tournament. Nice. No. Um, which I just can't help myself. That's like my favorite deck to play. Um, but right out of the gates, I got just walloped by a controlled ninja deck which is by far my worst matchup. Um, And we talked about this earlier, uh, that I just, like, I didn't expect to see that deck because it has, like, a pretty bad matchup against Control Dash, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought that that deck had passed and would not see it. But I did, and got walloped. And I don't think that's a match I can win. Yeah. Um, Then my second game was against Control Dash, which is also... uh, you know, that was, like, the the game I was least looking forward to. You know, I felt okay against, like, Warrior or Mid-Ranger, Aggro Ninja, or, you know, various other deck. I mean, it's... Every match is tough um, playing Ranger, but Control-Dash I thought was realistically maybe my toughest matchup. You know, maybe I win, like, one in three of those or something. Um, but anyway, that match got down to... Uh, I think the turning point I hit him for Dominate Fourteen hamstring shot, but he had the fate foreseen red unmovable and armor um to block it exactly. And uh after that it came down to, at the end I, I have a couple pitfall traps, which is part of my closer for that matchup, um, that I pitch and see later and use them on the pistols, but I drew both in the same hand so could not block out his pistol swings in Arsenal yeah. one. Um but again, you know, that's just a tough matchup. Um, and then, so, you know, once again, this whole thing is like a monster to organize. I'm not taking anything away from Red Riot games. But um, then I ran into like kind of some logistical um, issues, I would say. Like my third game, I was playing like, it seemed like a newer warrior player who's like a really nice guy. But um, I was like walloping him but our game went to time just because you know um with getting into the game and all of that um you know matches were like hard capped like 45 minutes or like 50 minutes plus like the hopping in and all that um so you know i had 30 something health to 13 or something at the end there but it the game just ends when time's up and uh Anyway, the judges said that in the future they would, cons- you know, try to consider this because a lot of the matches were going to time just mm-hmm. because of, you know, players not being able to play as smoothly as they would like or being less experienced with the format or whatever. Right. Um. And then uh, after that, which I got a draw for, um, I got a buy. unfortunately. Woo! First win! <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I like... Pretty much went two and two in the tournament, but I was just like a little bit let down by you know, like paying and one to go play Swiss, but then in the end, I only got like you know, three, two and a half games or whatever out yeah. of the investment. Um, which you could just answer back, I should have won more and I would have played more games, which is totally yeah. fair, totally. but you know, you, you just get used to tournaments where you uh. You know, it's like I want to show up and play like eight games and then if I go down two, I have like a chance to come back and then maybe you keep losing. But yeah. Um it was just like a little bit like brief. Um but again, you know, I did not organize a better tournament where, you know, it's yeah, totally. It's like a tough I mean, I think there's a lot to learn from that, right? In I mean not playing Swiss and then only the top two from every pod move on. Um, then you basically have sixty players who probably would play more games if there were like more games, but you see a lot of people drop once they like, know they're not going to move on to day two. And that's part of the reason you get a buy, right? Right. is because the other people who you would play just dropped out of the tournament. Yeah. And, And so like, that's maybe like a ding against the pod format, right? Is that people will drop and there aren't, you know, you miss out on games, which is a bummer. Oh, yeah. I think it's, like, not a very good format. It's just, like, logistically, you know, they, they picked that, I think, for their... Yep. As the best option. Yeah. But,
1: anyway, so that was
0: my experience. Um, you know, lost and didn't get to play much, but that's all right. We'll uh, have a better tournament next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Do you want to uh, get us into uh, your tournament recently? You mean our tournament? Yeah, but... Uh, (laughs) um, So we played, we had our Battle Bros tournament, and our format this time was we were going to do like a round robin day one, and then you were going to get seeded one through four. I know, not very exciting when there's only four of us, but just kind of a way for you to like know the field, and then day two, it was double elimination is what we wound up uh, going with. Which also is a great four-player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Pandemic and that sort of thing. Um, so. Uh, Which it was four-player because we had Troy on TTS. Yeah, totally. So Troy uh, hasn't been participating in person, but he, uh, we got him on TTS. So we'll have a picture up um, with this podcast of me in what we called the Cockpit. <laughs> because we like had the microphone set up and the computer and the headphones on and, and you're like kind of, you're at the table, but you're like not at the table. So we'll have a picture of that on the Instagram um, for this episode. So Troy brought a uh, mechanologist and I was playing warrior. I had the ninja. Yeah, Mitch was on ninja. Oh, and I brought Azalea. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to just get some more testing in before... Um, red riot so it was classic instructed um and i really enjoyed the format i i mean i think my brain works in the like kind of getting to play your opponent more than once type of thing you know i think it's just training from being like a coach for so long um and like having to think about how to uh counter your opponent and that sort of thing what do you think Isaac. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really fun form. Well, it just gives us a chance to play more games, and it was very interesting to, like, warm up against the exact decks you would face the next day. Yeah.
1: Um, Alright, let's hear from Mitch. I've been doing yeah. a lot of talking. Well, I, I thought that part of it was fine. I think it was the next day when it was... Well, how did it work? I think there was... It was, like, we ended up with one... The second matchup being, like, one person's getting eliminated, Yeah. So and then you won't get to play the rest of the time yeah so that's what, that was the frustrating part for me but no I thought it was cool seeing uh, seeing the other opponent's decks and knowing it's like not super serious and then like the next day it's gonna be gonna be serious so and I definitely learned a lot from day one to day two um I'm not that good at playing against Warrior which definitely showed day one and I put up a better fight day two had a good match
0: yeah, it was really good, and I was very fortunate. You were on two life, and I drew two steel blade shunts, and you swung a Kadach, and I gotcha. It was two to one. I mean, I you got to swing Kadachis. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, yeah, that was a riveting game. That was a good game. Yeah, which I I felt bad winning in that way. But, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's part the of cards The cards in the deck. Yes, they're in there for that exact mm-hmm. reason. And uh, I, I guess I, between... The night before and that day, I went one and one against everybody there, which I thought was pretty fun. Oh, that's interesting. Taylor, however, though. Yep. I wound up with the championship, finally. You earned it. Thanks. Yep. Fought hard and won. Totally. So Warrior was uh, pretty successful. Um, I had to play Troy three times and went 2-1 against him on the weekend uh i beat, beat mitch twice and i went one on one with isaac and if you're at home keeping track of the math uh that does not add up but uh troy had to drop from his last game um so isaac got another buy <laughs> and we played in the championship oh, so I was two and one against troy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah totally <laughs> um and yeah so i beat isaac in the championship game yeah, yeah good game yep yeah, totally it was a really good game um and kind of, I'll briefly talk about my strategy. I, I made a Dorinthia deck that allowed me to kind of side cards in and out to either go wide uh, when the matchup uh, needed it, or to go really tall when the matchup uh, needed it. Um, but what ended up kind of happening, though, is everybody was kind of prepared for the like uh, sidestep Dorinthia, so then I just kind of had to go really big on day two, and that's how I beat uh those my 3 wins on day 2 was playing like uh you know sharpened steel and red overpowers and strength potion and that sort of thing so uh, i have a write up that's more detailed on the the com, and you can see uh <clears throat> iron song of death is my deck name
1: and i have a write up there so if you want to go check that out you can nice um yeah the uh i can talk about my ninja for a second yeah definitely please um, do yeah so i uh, pretty much never run the lord of wind combo cuz i don't have them and i think it's boring uh so i decided to go for the uh the two combos that start with uh, Torn of tempo and the other one that starts to soul bead um they have their drawbacks cuz they don't auto go again but then the whole thing blocks for 3 and they're both very inexpensive combos to run Um, Yeah, so it's like that, splashing with a bunch of attack (coughs) reactions, Um, and a decent amount of defense reactions, and I know a lot of times you're kind of like bluffing the rest of the combo chain, Um, and I thought it was like decently effective. Um, Pretty frustrating when like you have the whole combo ready to go, and then they just overblock the first one, it's like very telegraphed, so that can be frustrating. Um, And you only get one pair of snapdragons, so... (laughs) you can only get away with getting Go Again for free once Um, so yeah that ended up kind of biting me Um, yeah I don't know I I can post it I guess but I thought it
0: was decent I I think you should so go check that out Um, it'll be a Katsu deck under the moniker Johnny Blue Razor on the pitchstone.com classic see I thought we were going to get away with no dog noises on a whole podcast because <laughs> the interview went really good, but now, yes, yeah, too good. Yeah, my thirsty dog over there. Good girl, This is part of it. Totally. Uh, um, it, uh, so for anybody listening, Troy ran a control dash, well, it's like mid range dash, or yeah, mid range, yeah. yeah. sorry, the setup dash, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, pistols. totally. Yep, yeah, He's shooting you with pistols, set up your pistols, defense reactions, yeah, lose. He freaking grinded me out so hard in the game I lost to him. He had, like, three chambers out and just was like, for two, for two, for two. And I was just like, oh, God, just can't keep up with that.
1: So, yeah. yeah good. I had a very similar experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, good job, Troy. That's still a pretty good deck. Hopefully you listen to this podcast still. Maybe not, though. Um, anything else that we want to cover before we get to our interview? Um, we had a fan ask us about, uh, what we thought about the longevity oh. of this game. And, uh, is there anything that either of you would like to share our or do you new, want me to get our our new, our new segment, <laughs> listener mail? <laughs> Perfectly, totally. Yeah. Uh, who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. Since you asked, um, so the question was kind of posed like, do we think this is going to like be a game that's going to be around for a very long time, or like, you know, kind of be up there with Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh? In uh, my short answer is yes, I do think so, um, and these are my reasons. Uh, the game has excellent artwork. It has uh, great mechanics. It's super good, constructed, blitz. It's really fun, draft, and sealed. Um, and it, it's obvious that LSS, the company that makes Flesh and Blood, um, has a really good business plan and a business model to m- make it one of the best games, you know, one of the top TCGs. And that's like their goal, right, is to be in the same... Conversation as Magic Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh, um, and all of those things together make for like you know a product that makes you so excited that you ask your best friend if he wants to start a podcast. You know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What What are your thoughts, Isaac? Uh, Mitch, do you want to? Oh. are you gonna follow me? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm like definitely not an expert in any way as far as like the longevity of magic or card games in general um but a few things that i've noted are like and i think we've talked about this before but um so a in this game they have promised and so far there is no like power creep in cards right like a classic thing card games do is one set comes out and then the next set comes out and cards are just kind of better versions of the previous cards incentivizing you to buy the new cards, which is kind of like a lazy design, you know, design wise, pretty lazy, but yeah. really forces players to upgrade their cards. Um, and in this game, there will not be any power creep. Also, sets will not Bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, that's what they claim and so far has not happened. But um, also uh, sets will not phase out. Yeah, there's no rotation. Right? Um, which I think will probably present LSS with like, you know, some concerns about how to tackle this. So in five years when somebody wants to get into it, how do they get Scar for Scars or whatever? And I don't know if they will sell, just keep printing to demand or sell decks of essential cards or how they'll handle that but um the cards you buy now will always be good they will not or legal to play yeah yeah Yeah. they you know they're not which is something that annoyed me about getting into games is that you know i'm like well what in in only two years these cards i have will be illegal and just like fire starter yeah and then you have to like have a weird format that allows you to use all the cards and because of power creep it's really broken and weird and anyway, yeah, so, yeah um, Also the quality so there's definitely like One of my least favorite things actually is like how necessary the legendary pieces of gear are How um, will preface with that but in general the card balance is very good, right like many or most of the cards have value and most are pretty balanced, right? There's, like, not that many kind of common garbagey cards. And then certain really good cards that you're hunting for. Um, with the exception of the, the legendary pieces of gear, of course. But, um, you know, just in general, compared to, like, you know, uh, I'll compare it to Destiny. Um, Star Wars Destiny. Yeah. yeah. The, the card quality. Or, you know... The quality of each card or the playability of each card is much higher. Um, right. So like what you're talking about is in, in Destiny there would be like these cards are good and these cards are clearly bad and common. Yeah. So you have a bunch of them. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> bad. But um, and so I guess the which the degree of that in Flesh and Blood is much smaller. Like nobody's running Brutal Assault in right. a deck. Right. Right, and then, so that's one of the cards that is, like, slightly worse. Yeah, and it's it's not even that bad. It's a two for six, which is, like... And it blocks for three. On curve. It just doesn't do anything else, you know? And then there's a bunch of cards, like, nobody's really running rifting or uh, moonwish. But know, I, but I would thing. argue that rifting has a powerful ability that could be utilized later. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, Right, yeah. But, yeah. Um... I will also say that uh, investors um, have like been very interested in this game and bought up a lot of the rare cards, the cold foils, the sealed, you know, first edition product and all of that, which, you know, that's like not my wheelhouse and I'm like not really interested in that side of it, but people are investing a ton of money into collecting these cards already. Um you know, anticipating that they will grow in value in the future, but it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I mean, right. Every buys everybody buys it all up, thinking it'll be worth more later, and then that
1: makes it worth more.
0: Right. Um, yeah, that's the nature of collectibility bubbles, classic bubbles. <laughs> classic bubbles. Mitch, right. what are you? What are your um, thoughts about the? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I'll just play like devil's advocate here, just for fun. Hell yeah! But um, I don't know. I just kind of wonder, like, where. I mean, seeing, like, the card pool so far, it's all very balanced, but, like, I kind of wonder, like, where do we go from here? Um, I just kind of wonder, like, you know, how many, like, you know, pitch for one, tack for four, whatever pitch one, tack for five, like, how many different ways are you going to spin that? Yeah. I mean, I know with Magic, you get, like, you know, like, 50 different versions of the same creature you know, like, you'll have a whatever 3 cost mana 3-3 three, three creature, like, printed every single set with a different name. And that's fine. I mean, you, you know, you do different art, and it's cool to see different art, and, like, maybe that makes a little more playability in your deck because of the limitations with classes. Um, and then also, like, getting into Legendary Equipment, it's like, you know, if the best equipment is, like, 3 sets ago, I mean, how do you get it? Or do they, you know, make new equipment? It's like, how do you make a new version of like scab skins or like storm strider boots or whatever. That's also as useful and balanced and new and creative. I kind of wonder. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean,
0: I think that the equipment
1: is, is creepy for the equipment. Yeah,
0: totally. I think it it's critical to get that extra couple of percentages when you want to be the most competitive. Um, In that in Monarch, we should see something that's, like, lower in rarity, but potentially for some classes, like, more useful. Right? That makes sense? So, like, for Ranger, your recent Riddle Me This was Perch Grapplers, which, uh, everybody, you're really dropping the ball on (laughs) helping us figure out how to use that card, is a Majestic that costs two to give arrows go again and blocks for two with blade break. Right. It was like, that's a majestic piece. And when you compare that to courage of blade hold or, um, blood she skeleton, like the ability on those is just, is a lot better and they have temper. Right. And so you hopefully you'll see something for some classes, right? Like ranger, where you get kind of like, I guess you'll get a chest piece that is kind of like better Bal- balances out the whole thing. Yeah, better. Hopefully. Right. Yeah, and where warrior will get like a headpiece that hopefully is like not very good. Yeah, you know what I mean, or is like good enough to run instead of the skull cap or something like that. Um, yeah, and that that's a good point that you bring up about so if there is no power creep and cards don't phase out it puts a lot of pressure on lss to continue innovating the game and designing cards you know without too much repetition or power creep or any of these things which is like i mean remains to be seen if they'll be
1: able to tackle that um yeah i mean they might go with more classes someday which you know would be pretty annoying if you're invested in one class yeah Uh, totally i mean
0: the release of a new set is split up among eight classes already so that would be tough
1: yeah and i didn't like how they did the what was that most recent one where it was eight different classes in one box that made it undraftable crucible yeah yeah Yeah, that i didn't like that much well we'll
0: see what happens in monarch because monarch is supposed to be for limited Play, right sealed in draft but is supposed to also be for all eight classes like crucible is a supplemental set is what they said yeah i have no idea how that's gonna work yeah but i i mean they made good draft sets so far so yeah totally and uh we'll see what happens yeah totally but um so while these these goals they set for themselves or these promises they made uh seem pretty difficult to fulfill for us um i would argue though that it it's like pretty refreshing compared to like the typical you know fantasy flight model or so where you just kind of invest in power creep a game until you determine it's the demand has waned and then cancel it you know yeah um and like the last thing i'll say is lss has like done a great job and they're incentivized to do so to sell their product but they've done a great job in you know mid-pandemic like you know they don't have a tournament um kit that a store has to buy for quite a bit of money and then put on a tournament and hope to turn a profit lss has been very like uh forward or generous or whatever in like supplying stores with all kinds of like skirmish um i don't know what you call it swag dice or you know things to uh incentivize players and like keep the scene going yep totally yeah i mean we have no reason not to believe lss is going to deliver on everything they say they're going to deliver on but Time will tell, you know, and it's good to (laughs) be uh, skeptical, I think, as well and like know what you're getting into and and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if the game ends up dying, it's still like a super fun, well-made game. Yeah, totally. Um, And you can still have a lot of fun with that without getting like really heavily invested in it. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Um, The investor bubble does suck, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's really good for the game either.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Cards that come from Unlimited, Welcome to Wraith, and Arcane Rising uh, should drop in price. And hopefully we'll see that we're just now getting uh, those released here in the United States. So, So hopefully prices on singles will drop and things will be easier for people to get. Awesome. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this just super briefly. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed the back of a Flesh and Blood card. But the back of it has, so now we know Monarch is like good and evil, right? Right. And if you look at the back, you can clearly see that, that we had this spoiler all along, that the top part of the card is obviously an evil sun and there's a good snake on the bottom. Yeah, I feel I got you. Oh, were you reading it differently? (laughs) Um, um, uh, Yes, yeah, I was. Uh, Yeah, it looks like a death warp up there. So good. So just in case you've never looked at the back of your cards, the spoilers are on there. Plus, you know, maybe these runic symbols are also
1: the division and classes. Well, that's a spoiler. You can read those. Oh, you can! Yeah, they say coming April thirtieth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God! And behind the Constitution of the United States is a map for treasure. <laughs> it's all there, right, right under our noses. Um, has anybody deciphered the the gibberish? Um, no, along the rim of the sun. Oh. And the, I don't know. Sorry, I'm going down the rabbit hole here. Yeah, totally. Somebody uh, figure that out, please. Yeah, get back to us. Email us at theattackactionpodcast at gmail.com Thank you for those who have done that, the few of you. I really appreciate that. Um, And keep that discourse going. Uh, Find us on Facebook at the Attack Action Podcast. Instagram at the Attack Action Podcast. And uh... Yeah, enjoy this interview with Colin. And we'll see you guys after the lucky TCG gaming skirmish, March 20th. Thanks for introing with us, Mitch. My pleasure. Excellent. Interview
2: segue. (laughs)
0: All right. Hello, everybody. And welcome to our interview with our good friend... And your new best friend, Colin. How's it going, Colin? It's going pretty good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing excellent. We're uh, we've been just blasting Blitz games from noon, and uh, tensions are high. We're getting like pretty uh, frustrated at one another and stuff, and it's great.
2: <laughs> totally, I get Love pretty
0: it. tilted because I've been playing Brute, and it's just like I just auto lose a game because I roll a million ones. And then I just <laughs> win a game because I roll a bunch of fives. And I'm like, well, what What does that teach me in testing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. So, anyway. But, how are you doing?
3: Doing pretty well. I started my day with a couple Blitz games. Uh, lost to Warrior. Well, I won, and then I lost to Warrior, which made me upset because losing to Warrior makes me upset. Uh, so, had to deal with that. You know, take a moment, center myself before going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know. uh, otherwise, doing doing pretty well. Happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So um, if I don't mention it in the intro that I will record after this, um, the reason we're having Colin on is because you have been instrumental in putting on the skirmish games for Lucky Gaming, correct?
3: Lucky TCG games, yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus. Sorry, Lucky's going to be mad <laughs> if he ever listens. to this. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Lucky. Yeah, Yeah, head head architect, I think.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's why we're having you on. We're going to be talking about um, Blitz in general, what it takes to put on a skirmish event in 2021 during COVID using Discord and um, that sort of thing. But what we're going to start out with here. But first. Yeah. We got to get the uh, cookie cutter questions away here. So, Colin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? um how tall are you social security number uh, etc
3: great uh my social security number uh, <laughs> <laughs> no so uh let's see i work uh, i'm a creative technologist which uh i like to describe as being a software developer with a art school degree um so nice. I, I work at a production company and we do a lot of, well, we used to do a lot of like live event store, sorts of uh, marketing things with, uh, you know, interesting technology, a lot of projection, interactive stuff, um, you know, but since COVID, we've kind of pivoted to a lot more online streaming based things, um, but also doing some kind of like, you know, actually winding back into some live events that are like. I don't know, we did a couple like drive through event things where like people like it was like a Christmas thing and they drove through it and stuff. So like mm-hmm. they were all distanced, but it was like still a big event. Um, so yeah, I do that, you know, mostly do software. Um, and yeah, the, that's that pretty much wraps up my work. Yeah. You know, it sounds cool, really, what you do? <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of, sometimes other times I feel annoyed that I have to then explain what that means. (laughs) I'm just like, Oh, this is a, this is a bit too much, but you know, when, when I feel that way, I just say I'm a software developer. Um, but yeah, you know, creative technology sounds cool. So it looks good. And then, you know, it has like a paragraph after it explaining what the hell I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's really cool. Um, so, What's your, like, what's your history with gaming? Have you always been, like, a card guy? Are you, like, one of the magic converts? Uh, what's what's going on there?
3: So, I think, like, four or five years ago, I got, like, really into board games. Um, started watching, like, Shut Up and Sit Down and oh, uh, listening to their podcast. And just, like just dove headfirst into it. Uh, you know, went from like no board games to having like 20 board games, <laughs> uh, definitely buying more than I could actually play with my friends. Cause you know, uh, my friends are all down, but then I'm the one who has to learn it. I have to teach it. I have to organize our game night. And it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot. <laughs> um, but you know, I really enjoy it. I, you know, I'm one of those people like I'll download the rule book and like read it in bed before <laughs> I go to sleep. Cause I think that's interesting. Um, which is really weird. Cause I used to hate reading rules as a kid. So I don't know where that happened, but, um, might be related to something with software. I feel like there's like a weird correlation between like, you know, building, writing a program and like playing a game kind of, or learning to play a game. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that for a while. Um, and then of course, you know, pandemic hit you can't play that many board games i mean you can but it's it's not really that fun and trying to organize people to play like on tabletop simulator is also not that fun yeah and my wife can only play so many games with me before she gets just like real (laughs) like her tolerance for like learning new games is not that high so it's like we can play games that we know but then all the other games that i really want to play she's like no we're not doing this so uh, it kind of, it led me to, uh, pick up some actual solo games. Um, oh, so nice. I was actually getting really into, uh, Marvel champions, um, Woo. for a while, which is, yeah, a really good game, solid, just mm-hmm. puzzly card game. Um, and it's funny when I started playing that, I realized that like, Oh, I actually really like card games. Like I never, in my head it was like just board games were board games and some had cards and some had boards, but, um, yeah I, with that i was like you know like i have i have marvel champions i've got arkham uh arkham Horror. uh i played netrunner for a little while you know so i was just it finally all kicked that <laughs> exactly uh just just the hits um yeah know, like
0: marvel champions is like our i don't know cool down game or whatever because it's like cooperative and fun and you're just like yeah superpowers annihilating the bad totally. guy. Best doesn't, friends time. Doesn't matter how yeah. hammered I get, I still can play this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're not, like, kind of bitter at each other, staring across yeah. the table. You're just, like, best buddies. Totally. And you're not <laughs> thinking, like, oh, God, I made, like, this mistake, that mistake, because I'm too drunk. This is stupid yeah. now. <laughs>
3: exactly. Uh, that's how I feel when I'm playing by myself. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah, one... I mean, like this time last year, I think, you know, so you're a Californian in L.A. So we were like pretty much about to be on our like one year anniversary of lockdown. But in L.A., you guys are probably like maybe sooner. But I did the same thing was like, oh, I have Marvel Champions. And my wife was like super busy at the time. And she definitely was like not going to play a game with me, like 100% (laughs) not going to do that. (laughs) and so i was like oh i'll play marvel champions by myself and then i got in deep into um arkham horror like me and Mm -hmm. my wife used to play a lot together but just the kind of nature of that game is that you are going to lose horribly or barely win (laughs) and both of those scenarios are like kind of bad for maria particularly the losing horribly but totally fine solo i had like no problem like playing through the whole forgotten age campaign by myself which was really really fun. It was like mm-hmm. probably uh, kept me sane just through like April of last year. Totally a saving maneuver yeah. playing and
3: horror. That plus Animal Crossing was like, you know, was oh, a real baiting. <laughs> we are
0: like this, I know we both have mustaches, your hair is quite a bit longer than mine, but we're like also basically the same person. Your story is the same. Yeah, I did, we, I did all of those things. We also got into board games like six years ago or something and have like – we have our favorites, but we also have games that we've played like twice, you know, because there's just not enough time to play 100 board games, you know, 100 times Yeah, each. and some of them like require much more mental capacity than you perhaps have at the time. Like, like yeah. Mitch always wants to play Rising Sun from Simon uh, Games designed by eric lang but that's like a Mm -hmm. really tense long four to five hours that like you just can't start at like 7 p.m you know mitch can but i can't (laughs) because i'm not a inhuman person that mitch is um but i digress so cool so how did then you get into flesh and blood how did that so you're like cool card games are cool i guess collectible games will do now or what tell us about that
3: so like with marvel specifically uh, i was just really into it and then you know i i'd watched team covenant videos in the past i remember like when net uh, Netrunner rebooted and they had kind of their how to play videos that they produced um i think i don't even know how i if i like search for it or if like it just popped up in my you know youtube algorithm um but yeah, I saw that they were, they were streaming Marvel Champions. So I just started watching some of their streams. And then I was like, you know, these guys are just like nice guys to like listen to. And it's fun to watch people just act normal and play games that I like to play. And, uh, you know, so I just started watching their other streams. And then, you know, they just kept talking about flesh and blood. And I was just like, what is this? Like, you know, this seems really interesting. But I had never, never done a TCG before. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I had... Well, I mean, kind of not true, but I think I had, like, a pack of Magic, like, when it first came out, which, you know, my mom swears she still has in a box somewhere, which I still gotta try to find, but... Um, <laughs> so, I'm like, that could be worth something. Um But then, uh and then I think... I tried to track this down, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think I had some, like, L5R, like, original L5R.
0: Oh, cool. L5R, nice. But, oh, nice. Uh, That's, original. like, my, my favorite game. Well, the original. Like, but I,
3: I remember oh, nothing oh, except for, oh, like, nice. the... uh except for like the rings on the card. And like, when I saw the logo, I was like, oh man, I think that's the game I played with like one friend, like nice. a couple times, <laughs> um, you know, but I digress the, you know, so that it was never really uh, uh, the collectible side of things was never that interesting to me. And like the whole magic thing, I just never, I don't know. I played like some of like the arena or like the kind of iPad versions of the game. It always mm-hmm. it just kind of seemed very like okay, I do this, and then I don't know. There wasn't. It didn't feel like I was making a lot of interesting choices, uh, right. which is I think my favorite part of, of almost any game. Um, and so, yeah, I just saw that they were starting to play, and then I was like, okay, well, like you know, I'll get like an Ira deck. So I got a couple Ira decks, um, and I got the starter decks because this was back in uh, I think like July. So it was before it really started blowing up. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I convinced my wife to play the Irodex with me. And I was, like, I was like, I really want to play this game. Just, like, bear with me. Like, I just I just want to try it. And so we tried it. And she actually really liked it, which was cool. Um, and we sat there and, like, talked about, like, how we were playing it and what we could have done, which not we don't normally do. Because um, we're also not very competitive with each other. So that's kind of, you know, that can be hard when you're playing uh, board games with uh, your partner is if like you're not competitive people, it can get a little weird if you let it, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, Cause it's like, I don't want to like, I know it sucks to lose. I lose all the time, <laughs> right, yeah. uh, but like, you know, it doesn't feel good when you do it to someone you really like, uh, but anyways. Um, yeah. So I was like, this is super cool. I started playing the starter decks like against myself um and then like i joined the disc. you know it just kind of like spiraled and like you right. know i joined the discord and i was like oh i'll get tabletop simulator you know i started you know started playing online with people and it just like took over my brain ever since then um i like don't really play marvel champions anymore um and i you know still not playing a lot of board games but uh yeah just since then it's just been all fab i you know i signed up for their tc's subscription with crucible and yep. like a fool i only got one box yep. um, <laughs> and uh regret not having that set of you know scar for scars but um you know since then have increased that and yeah it's just been a lot of fun and this is one of those games where those the depth of play is really interesting and you know every choice you make seems to like be really meaningful when you're both building your deck and playing your deck and like sideboarding things out. Um, yeah, so it's just been, it's been a wild ride since then, just meeting a lot of nice people, playing online, you know, and then now we're we're in this whole skirmish season, which has just been like a whole other thing. Cause it's been mostly for me, tabletop simulator, which is, which is great. But after playing like webcam games, like it feels nicer to play with people with cards, like on a webcam than it does on, on tabletop simulator. So, um It's been really nice to have that support and motivation to do that.
0: Totally. I mean, I find that to be really interesting, right? That like, even though TTS has like automated stuff and, you know, cuts corners in some regard, it still is like, you know, so when you think when you break it down, it's like the everything about the game is actually still there, right? There's absolutely nothing different. The only real difference is, is that you're like in a virtual world and you're not holding cards. But there's something about getting to play and talk and see someone's hands and see the cards and touch the cards yourself that just enriches that experience when you play over webcam, which is like really, really surprising to me because I've been playing webcam games with my friend Thomas – Shout out to Thomas and whatever episode he was on. What's up, Thomas? <laughs> um, and we've played webcam <laughs> games. And it's just like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is superior to uh, TTS and has been really, really fun. Yeah, well, I think yeah. part of the, like, appealing thing, like what board games bring... So much more than like video games or TTS or anything is like the kind of social, like you're hanging out with your buddies and shooting the shit mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, and you know, webcam games don't do that fully, but it's still you're still hanging out, yeah, more than in TTS, which like we all very much crave, uh, this year, especially totally. And you, you know, and shout out to Colin, even though you're on this episode. Um, we played some webcam games like last week or the week before or something like that. And you absolutely roasted me alive with your uh, wizard play. So just so everybody knows, if case you were going to like not bring that up, I want everybody to know that uh, <laughs> you
3: beat the living crap out of me. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because you know, you guys, you've been able to, play in person probably more than most people uh you know in in the states uh just because like you know your friends and you're kind of like in your little pod together um so I mean that that's been really cool I think that's one of the main things that kind of I mean didn't bring me to your podcast but like when I started listening to it I was like oh this is super cool to hear like these friends who are just like learning this game and you know they got their own little meta and they got their own little rivalries and things like that um, so oh, it's, it's been really so cool. True. Here.
0: Our <laughs> own little rivalries and meta. So true.
3: <laughs> you know, like I and mean, you know, same thing with like Team Covenant. It's like it's two dudes playing each other all the time, thinking they figured everything out. But then you're just like, I mean, they're they're very good card players. You know, they they have a lot of experience. So like, I I kind of listen to what they say, but still, it's like, well, they're not playing all these other people online, you know. But
0: uh, yeah, totally. Sometimes they say stuff, and I'm like, oh. We're, you're like a little. You're like a month behind where we are. Like they had one episode where they're where Stephen was like, not to not to shit on you, Team Covenant. You guys are great. I'm a subscriber to many things of yours and buy all your shit. But he was like talking about Ranger and he was like, you know, you could put like non arrow cards like you put Fate Foreseen in this deck and stuff. And like Isaac has been on that for like uh, you know two months by then. And I was like, man, this is like. Do uh, oh, you mean with reload yeah totally just, yeah. you could like reload fate for scene and then play that and that's like you know pretty good play you know but instead of just an arrow and then just shoot yeah. an arrow for four or something but um you know that got me thinking because we've played so many games like oh right the rest of the country does not have you know that luxury that we've had to where we get to like play each other every week basically yeah Yeah, you know although everybody i mean for the past few months people have been playing way more than we play at this point because the skirmish and tts scene has really taken off which is pretty awesome to see that this uh physical card game in a quarantine pandemic is just like doesn't matter people find a way you
3: know it's so wild like and you would think too with the popularity of tts that like The business side of this would just crumble, but it's like no people are they're buying all the cards and then they're playing digitally and it's just like everyone's fine with it. It's like you know you got your own little game of like putting my cards in my binder like that's a whole fun little thing I can do by myself and then I can build my decks and play them on TTS you know so it's been super like it's such a weird thing to have happened but you know it's I think I mean one it's like the game is really good like I. I wouldn't waste my time on a game that was like mediocre, um, and it really—I don't think—you know—something that wasn't as good as this would like really captivate me so much. Like I'm literally like thinking about it, going to sleep, like when I wake up in the morning, and you know, in between oh, totally. things at work, you know. So it's a—it's uh, just it hit, and like people are recognizing it and they want to support it, and I think LSS has done a lot of really smart moves like you know doing the skirmish event they're like we're gonna make this a webcam thing we're gonna support it we're gonna send people prizes like you know it's just really cool because like everyone can just like have fun and you know get some competitive play in but also you know alleviate some of like you know a lot of people worry about cheating and honestly it's like the last thing i'm worried about like with any of this stuff i'm just not i'm not that competitive so i'm just like if someone wants to cheat so bad that they're going to like figure out a really slick way to do it, like I'm really not going to like freak out about it.
0: Um, well, yeah. And LSS made most of the prizes random, right? So that if exactly, you're cheating,
3: yeah. you're just, it's just, it's just for, it's just for you to be a dick. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, Which, you know,
3: it yeah. seems like everyone's very, very chill in the community for the most part. Like, you know, it's just people enjoy playing games and they're down and, you know, I've met people from all over the world. Like, you know because everyone's in weird time zones playing at different times so it's like okay cool yeah you're in new zealand you're in germany what's up let's
0: play yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to uh rob from uh Tolarian dropouts that dude is like playing every skirmish all over the world and streaming it live basically it feels like every day you oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. i like go on youtube <laughs> and i'm like what he was in another skirmish <laughs> Wasn't that one in Greece? Yeah, it was in Greece. It's like <laughs> three in the morning and he's he's playing games, you know? So And I think um like what you said about uh Um like we had so much fun as friends getting into this and like I feel like the whole community is pretty psyched because it's like a new game, you know? Like getting into like I like how this game is like more role playing than magic is, but mm-hmm. um Magic just seems so daunting for me to get into or to break into. And this game, you know, I think is better just personally, but also it's like a new game where I have a chance to get the cards and build some decks and like play and explore with everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot more accessible in that way. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, yes, it is because we got in like before July, (laughs) you know. Right, Right. So like since then, I think it's been pretty tough. Yeah, for everybody. Which also shout out to you guys, who it's tough for. I'm very sorry. I guess it's yeah. not really a shout out. We just stick whatever. with it. Yeah, yeah.
3: Totally. Um. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it is hard. And I feel bad for people who like who are finding out about it and like they can't get their hands on product. But like, there's also you know, every time someone does complain about that, I do like a little search and I find boxes that are available places. So it's like it's not impossible it's just you know some are a little more expensive than i would pay but then there's others that i was like oh i would buy that if i needed more cards but at this point i just i have too many cards unfortunately um but yeah it it's hard but i think you know it's it's a small game out of new zealand that is yeah. not getting the press time you know like the printing press time that it really needs to grow as fast as its you know popularity is growing and you know, just yeah, you know, every time it's like, hey, we're in a pandemic, like they can't print all these right. things. Like, yeah. this is these are all hard things to deal with, it'll be okay. Like you'll get product. Like, and then there's people, you know, a lot of people in the community like selling blitz decks and like, you know, commons and rares. And it's just like everybody's trying to be real helpful, um, in, in trying to make sure that people can access the game. And then on top of that, it's like playing on TTS, like you don't need any of the cards. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. You know, yeah. you, you can figure out if you really like it or not and then figure out where you're going to get the boxes. But, you know, it it's a hard thing. And I, I'm definitely coming from a position of, uh, of privilege being that I got in and got, you know, cards when they were readily available. Yeah, totally. I mean, it
0: is tough. Like, when you think about, like, like, it's not just flesh and blood that's having trouble, right? Like, Pokemon has exploded and... I mean, like, cards are gone everywhere. You know, you just can't get cards anywhere. And they're having supply issues and that sort of thing. I mean, even Arkham Horror, I don't think they go through Cardamundi like all the other TCGs do. But there's just, like, a big influx of card games now. Like, the Digimon card game is, like, blowing up. um, And that's, like, gaining a lot of popularity. And there's, like, only so many places if you're going to have, like, industry standard cards made to have them you know and they only have so many printers and workers because of covid and so you just like get in the queue and you're like kind of subject to a lot of other things it's not just like well they didn't put in their order soon enough to get these things you know yeah it's like it's much more complicated and it's really easy to say that it's like uh you know a timing problem like it's lss's problem for not doing it at a certain time or something like that Mm -hmm. when it's like really not when they don't say like you know they're transparent in a lot of ways but they never are like we've been trying to do this this you know they don't bore us with the like extremely business side because they're like trying to take care of it at least that's what i choose to believe so it's not like they're um just like, well, we'll hold off and put these later in the queue and stuff. You know, that might not even be true. It might be they have their things in or ordered on time and that sort of thing. But then, you know, the manufacturer has to delay it because of, you know, ABC and XYZ, mm. you know, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's got to be really hard, too. Like, I was talking to Isaac about this the other day um, okay. <clears throat> because you don't have like, Uh, a ton of I I believe like pre-order information you have like projected numbers for how much you're going to sell right and then you have to you know especially during the pandemic like James White was talking about like well we might have all this product and it might not go anywhere and we'll just have to put it in a warehouse and sit on it you know Mm -hmm. so it must be really hard to make decisions about the quantity of things when you never can be like get all of the information of from all of the people how many things people want you know and then print that on demand which we see that like a lot of games sometimes suffer because of that because you don't put out enough and then interest wanes and that sort of thing so like uh uh what is it uh ashes Rise of the phoenix born is like like a phoenix reborn now because they're doing this like uh on demand model so as long as they have like x amount of people ordering before they hit print they will continue to make product right and that's a way to step around those costs and keep your game afloat or whatever anyway go ahead yeah and uh i mean they if you put in the order for monarch in like november Mm -hmm. then the demand is like quite a bit less than it is now or when monarch comes out yeah and you know i mean lss knew that their game was growing but i don't you know I'm not on the economic side of, uh, you know, projecting how many people will be into it. And, it, uh, if you like how much you want to risk over producing cards or, you know, all of that stuff. So it's, yeah. you know, unfortunately they can't just put in an order now and have it in a month. They have to put it yeah. in, in. Like, I think the, the order for crucible went in in like the summer and the game blew up. Yeah. And they had like a pretty small print run for crucible.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was like May or something, and it's like when they did it, there was first edition alpha product on like shelves everywhere. At, yeah, you know, totally. London Under MSRP. MSRP and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they did that with, you know, and then, you know, then I think people also conflate the idea of like the secondary market with what like LSS is working with. Like they're selling their stuff to like retailers at the regular retail, you know, wholesale price they don't see all the extra like money from people selling like yeah you know, exactly uh, the coal foils and stuff like that so you know it i don't i do not uh begin to even like understand or try to understand like how do you manage all that plus try to make it collectible you know keep it collectible so it has to have some sort of like rarity in there as well um and then at the same time keep people hype about it like you know even with like very little information that they give out which i'm sure we'd all love just a little bit more from them on that but like they manage just to hit with just enough that every you know every couple of weeks you hear something you're just like oh my god what's going on uh, <laughs> um, yeah. you know so it's it's been it's been exciting despite like nothing happening for like several several months <laughs> yeah it's been
0: a it's been a pretty long drought here we're uh, yeah. yeah totally <laughs> we're like pretty grateful to have blitz and skirmish events right now, which we'll start talking about that more specifically here. Segway. Um, but, like, we were playing a lot of just, like, Classic Instructed, and um, as the listeners will hear briefly about our most recent Battle Bros tournament was Classic constructed in the intro to this. Um, it just was, like, kind of beating us down. Like, ah, the card pool. Like, it just, there are not a lot of margins to make things better because of mm. the card pool we have yeah i mean it, it keeps it really interesting because you have to beat these seven different characters with who have multiple playstyles each so that really helps but yeah it's just like trying to solve this puzzle for like six months now is uh you know kind <laughs> of wearing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but uh but in Because we didn't play a lot of Blitz from the get-go, Blitz has just been nice for us because it's a different puzzle. Still the same cards, but, you know, at least gives us a little bit of a fresh thing to uh, try to crack and look at. Totally. Totally. And it's something I think is just so valuable. I appreciate Blitz so much. It's so incredible to me that you can have the exact same cards, but all you do is just say, okay, you can only have 40 no sideboard, two copies, but you can switch your gear around and then you like you know say, "Okay, now play competitively, and you're like, "How do I do that without a sideboard you know <laughs> and the and that's just so cool it it almost feels like two separate games, really, that they're like not the same game, but they are the same game you know mind, fuck, who knows yeah no they they play way <laughs> much differently, yeah, it's nice
3: yeah i think when i when i started i played mostly constructed uh, i think i my first hero i picked was Reinar, um and then yeah you know, give it up for the brutes um which you know as you know is very is much uh harder to play than it the name <laughs> uh would lead you to believe but uh You know, I am doing that, you know, I do nothing about deck, even though I played some deck building games, the deck building part I was never good at. Um, So I was kind of net decking and like kind of riffing on other things. Um, And it's just really hard, especially the sideboarding thing, knowing what to take out against what matchups, like that's a whole like part of the game that like you can get really good at um, Mm -hmm. separately just from playing, like how you play your cards and how you react to certain situations Um, but i think when blitz i think when the the calling was announced and a lot of people started playing more blitz just in general um you know i kind of started diving into that i think it really helped me kind of understand the kind of atom of the game of like you know i'm trying to do this on a turn i'm trying to set up my late stage uh stuff by pitching and just letting you see that play out much faster because when you're playing a constructed game it's like you pitch some cards early in the game and you hope 40 minutes later that you're gonna see them <laughs> and you're totally. like well f- what did i do i don't know i can't really remember and like by that point you might have been just destroyed and so you're just like tilted and your morale is down so you know it's hard to like process all that information but blitz just gives you this condensed you know thing which you know has its own quirks and you know i know that some people don't like it and I you know there's parts of it that I don't like as well but yeah uh, it I just think it really helped me so and then I went back to construct it I was like oh okay I can do that on a larger level with more time more room to breathe and it just I think it made me a better player um, kind of being able to switch between the two even though like they you know it's not a direct mapping of how you play but right. you know right. I think uh, it, it it allows you to iterate faster which is really
0: yeah, and that's really, really valuable, especially because some heroes are much more difficult to play than others, and for you to be able to like get those data points a lot sooner in a condensed amount of time uh, is really, really, really helpful. Yeah, well, I mean, just prepping for you can play test you know six games in two hours. Yeah, constructed yeah. you will play two games. Yeah, and you have. 80 cards to consider instead of (laughs) you know 50 like it's just it's just easier to yeah like test and get results and tweak and see those results yeah yep um so that kind of brings us to like so colin what are your thoughts on the u.s skirmish meta here so it's like really Ira and warrior dominated uh
3: what are your thoughts on that uh yeah i mean I think it's interesting. I, it's a little, I don't know. I get a little bummed out about it because it's are just like, oh, another, another Dorinthia, another Ira, um, and like I get it. Like I played Ira for a little bit when, um, like right after the I think it was the Blitzathon or the BlitzCon, one of those where like someone came out with Ira and was like, this this is a really good deck actually, um, and it was like. You Know it was fun, it's like you can win pretty easily sometimes yeah. with that deck, which is like cool, uh, especially when you know you're used to losing all the time. I was like pretty into it for a few weeks, um, but then it was just like everybody's playing Ira, and I was just like, I played, uh, I think it was like in one of the UK like discords, like uh, armory events or something, and it's just like it was almost all Airas. It it's just like I'm playing another iron. And I'm playing another hand. I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to go learn Kano. Um, and I'll be back in a couple months. Um, you know, but I think, honestly, my last, I've only played in one skirmish, which was last, this past weekend's uh, The Collective put on, and... How'd you uh, do? the would I, I, right in the middle, 32 out of 64 players. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was, I I guess I'm I'm happy with that, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: So what does that make your record? Were you like three and three?
3: Uh, Yeah, I think I was three and three at the end.
0: And Um, you played Kano? I
3: was was playing Kano. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: Sick. Good for you.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun, but like, you know, it was like I played Ranger, I played Dash, I played uh, a Dorinthia, one Ira, and a a Rhynar, and one other Kano. So it was like, I got like the full gamut of heroes. So it was like really exciting to see that, of course. We were all the people who had, like, lost games. So, you know, you could kind of see that the iris all floated to the top. And yeah. uh, we uh, we were all down there playing each other. But I I had a great time. It was really interesting. Um, and it was fun to see. It was, like, first game Ranger. I was like, oh, man, I have not played a Ranger in Blitz. So I'm not even sure what I should be doing right here. So, um, you know, it's – I think because the way they organized the skirmish, like, uh, to be – Particip- participation prizes uh, for the most part uh is really nice because it's encouraging people to just play what they like versus playing to win all the time and then you know if you like aaron you like dorinthia that's super cool uh i think i have a personal uh, bias against dorinthia from how many times i lost when i was first learning the game um, so i'm just like i will not i will not play dorinthia <laughs> oh totally uh, when
0: so i also learned to play <laughs> this game against dorinthia and yeah. it's like I think I was learning Azalea and Taylor's playing Dorinthia, and it's just like I'm trying to learn how the Azalea mechanics work, and it just feels like Taylor can hammer me for twelve if I play a card in defense. Then he just punishes me more. It was just like yeah, learn yeah, that's like a rough way to learn. But then you you know lose fifteen times and you and then you learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like.
3: You learn yeah. just just to accept it and move <laughs> <That's> on. It's <laughs> like a
0: tough way to, to to learn the game. Is just reps against warrior, for yeah. sure.
3: Yeah, I mean it's very popular class, so it's like you come up against it. So it's like you know, it it's hard. You got to learn how to deal with it, and you know sometimes you you call it better than others, but you know it's it's just one of those things. And I'm, I think I'm just one of those people who get a little like not un- like I want to root for the underdog, but also like I don't want to do like the main popular thing to do. It's like, oh Ira's popular now, I'm not gonna play that anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. We feel you with that. Like we've been trying to figure out, you know, the hours leading up to this podcast. We've just like put together an Ira deck we think is like probably what's gonna come in uh the lucky skirmish. Um mm-hmm. and just like playing it, it's like, God, this is wildly like not easy right you still have to like make some correct decisions and that sort of thing but just like the value you get out of cards is just so much higher than it is in some other decks you know and that's like uh pretty crazy that that deck really is just like on another level having played it many times now not we haven't done a skirmish yet um march 20th will be our first one um for the the lucky skirmish, but like, you know, playing it and playing against it, you're like, it makes sense that this is a really dominant deck. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, looking at so, Colin, you're more of an expert than I am at this point for sure. But just looking at trying to prep for this meta is just like the reason, or I see the reason these two decks are so good is because like Ira's pretty good in the mirror. And can beat Warrior and can beat other decks. And the same with Warrior, right? Like, Decent yeah. in the Mirror can beat Ira, can beat all the other decks. And, like, so for example, I, uh, I, like, crafted a Ranger deck to beat this tall Warrior deck, right? And I, mm-hmm. like, got it. You know, I don't, like, win every game, but, um, it's, like, competitive and I win games and it's, like, there. But then I play against Ira and I got, like, whomped, you know? Yeah. yeah. So trying to, like, Make a deck yeah, other than fr- first time I had played the Ira deck, too. yeah. It's just it because just, it's just built for what right, so yeah. then it, but yeah. So, like, trying to make a deck to beat like mid range Ira, Paul Warrior, and like throw Kano in there is like pretty tough. It's not that you can't beat one of them, it's that these decks are so good because they can beat all three, yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it, I think both of them <clears throat> benefit from. It's like they need enough blues to pay for some of their tastier cards. Uh, and then, you know, especially with Ira, it's just like with two cards, they can do so much damage on every single turn. And it's just, you're just like, oh my God. It's like, sure, I'll block I'll block all your attacks and I'll come back with two cards and, you know, threaten like 10 damage or something. It's like, yeah,
0: we've, we've talked about that before. Like, so with red flick-flack, you can block for like nine And then swing back for one to nine hit effect command and conquer you know yeah or sorry not for eight but still right you know it's just like such value it's hard to compete with that kind of value yeah yeah and i think people just
3: figured that out and it's just like the consistency of it on top of that i know and i think warriors pretty like the tall warriors seems pretty close to that as well i think they in my experience i see them pull more hands that aren't as consistent um where they kind of have to you know use more of their bluffing side of things like you know if they pull all reds or something they can't totally go ham as much as they would like but um yeah you know it just they stack all those attack reactions and you're just like well i can't do anything (laughs) and i'm just gonna die (laughs) yeah
0: yeah as as the resident warrior player in the battle bros group here um It is like that, like having now played both decks uh, quite a bit. It's like, oh, the warrior deck is like pretty good. But really, if it didn't have that bluff mechanic, it would not be close. You know, the fact that I can like bluff that I have extra attack reactions when sometimes I don't. And Mm -hmm. you have to overblock for nine is really, really good but then you get yeah. turns where you just go uh, you know spoils into iron song determination and then you swing dawn blade you know and you you still have like a card in arsenal you know in one yeah. hand and you got a blue and it's just like it's it's really hard if you are caught without the right cards in hand to get past that and like not letting them get a counter now and plus, now like warriors are running like uh, a copy of uh, Twinning Blade, and they just really mm. blow you out with that guy now. So
3: yeah, I love that that card was like oh, nobody runs this card, and now like a couple months later, it's like everybody's using it. It's like you overblock, they're like boom, Twinning Blade, yeah. I hit you, and then I use Dorinthia's ability and I hit you again. <laughs> just yeah, like, oh, totally. God. Uh, it's it's pretty good in in that situation i i think in constructed it seems like a little less likely to pop off like that but um yeah i've seen yeah rob from tolarian i've seen him yeah Yeah. you're just like whew crack them bolters you get your counter just like oh man (laughs) this is terrible
0: you swing once and then it's like they overblock and he's like sick twinning blade and then he just comes at you with breaking the bolters and you like still have to take six damage and he gets his counter because he attacked two more times, you know? Yeah, it just has a full turn after you're over <laughs>
2: <Yeah, totally. laughs> yeah, Exactly. A block yeah. for nine. <laughs> sick. Twinning blade. Yeah.
0: Now I'm going to play my turn, you know. Yeah. Which is sick because like I think that card's really, really cool. That's one of my favorite cards. Um, just because its ceiling is so high, you know, the stuff you can do with that card is really, really cool. Um, okay. But so what deck then is the one that can beat both warrior and ira like that's really what we need right now is a third deck in this triangle to kind of cut the numbers down so maybe a fourth deck can rise to the top nice the Colin prediction let's hear it
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I think it's obvious that it's kano um yeah and i just i just think that it's, it's just so hard to play that it, it you know, not enough people have been learning it. Um, but I think a lot more people are trying now. So I think people are realizing that, <clears throat> you know, they have the potential, even if like, it's not as consistent and it requires a lot more of like, you know, your brain power to, to pop that off correctly. But, you know, it's my favorite thing when I play against a warrior and just like, oh man, Kano makes me scared. I'm just like, yes. Cause that's how I feel against Tarinthia every time. <laughs> uh, and you know so i i think it's there because like it's got that same kind of unpredictability where you're not quite sure what's gonna do what you're yeah. gonna do are they gonna do it on my turn you know and like you you have that ability to threaten damage in a way um especially because you can only block so much um with your arcane barrier like you know it's like cool you got two i'm just play a voltic bolt i'm getting four damage in just for like two cards like that you cannot block even if you want yeah. to yeah yeah um so I think, I think Kano's probably the answer, and I think with more people playing that, it forces those decks to become a little less, uh, you know, consistent in the way that they are now. Like if they're just playing each other, they don't have to worry about it so much. But once you have like Kano to worry about, it can really undermine those plans, and I think you know that opens the space up for other decks to come in and be like, okay, well you're not prepared for me now, so. And in general, I feel like that's how the whole game is playing out. It's just like it seems like it's real strong in one area, and then one deck comes in. And it's like, oh well, you forgot about this. Yeah. And so it's like everyone's kind of like, even with like no new cards in you know six plus months, like people are still kind of you know showing new stuff and doing cool stuff with it. So.
0: Yeah, I have. Uh... Oh crap! What was I going to say? I think that it's just going to take one good warrior. I mean, excuse me, Kano player. to to get there like somebody just needs to show everyone that it's like really possible because then like once that happens right someone you just have to put in enough reps like not a because Kano is so hard to play you just don't get a lot of reps against it you know what I mean so it's Mm -hmm. like you'll be in these situations that potentially the Kano player across from you has been in and you haven't and they know how to like get the most value out of that because that's what Flesh and Blood is all about, is, like, small val- exchanges of, like, the highest value, you know, will sometimes just, like, straight up win you the game. So just one person needs to do that with, like, inexperienced IRAs and warrior players and just beat everybody, you know? But yeah. that's, like, sounds really simple, but it's not. All totally, time. Yeah. Well, it's just because it's so hard to play. But I like that Kino's like, the great equalizer because it just, like... It's like you can't play Ninja Turtle because Kano will just roast you, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you can't play like, or you shouldn't be able to play like too heavy red Dorinthia or, yeah, you know, like yeah. all these decks that are too reliant on like red unmovables or like defense reactions, all these things. And like, you know, once the field is like 15% Kano's or whatever, then, uh, I think you're right i think it'll like even out a lot more and then there'll be more space for other counter decks and like more creativity we just come on people we need more canos out there it's just (laughs) it's also hard because some of these skirmish events you know i've been wanting to play more but some of them it's like not been very easy to sign up for that's why i'm like the the lucky skirmish is like the easiest one to sign up for kudos to you colin because it was super easy You know, I just clicked on the like whatever thing you posted on Facebook and then it sent me to a Google Doc and it was like, do all of these things. And then at the end, it was like, did you do all of the things? And I totally (laughs) went down that list and was like, oh, shit, I forgot to do that thing and then went and did it. And then I was signed up, you know, Mm -hmm. and then other ones I've like tried to get into, which get your stuff together here, everybody else. (laughs) It's like join our Facebook group and then we'll let you know. And it's like,
1: you like, know, well, am
0: I signed up or? Am not? I signed Are up? Like, <laughs> I would like to put this in my calendar, you know, yeah. so that that has also been challenging. And because of that, right, like, um, skirmish is a way for a lot of new players to play, and you know, there's just like some people have had a ton of reps, and a lot of people have not had a ton of reps, and so it, it's going to be a really slow meta change, in my opinion because of that all of those factors i just stated
3: totally yeah, yeah. i mean it, it's interesting too because of the covid situation like in lieu of met or local metas we have like this weird like online global meta yeah it's like really driven by you know the new zealand scene because they you know they're like the pros over there and we're right. just over here just like kind of dicking around um but having a good time doing it so uh, <laughs> you know it, it's interesting and it's like you start to see where lines get drawn We're like well no we disagree with that because it does doesn't work over here like that might be what the what happens over there but like i have to respond to these situations and these threats from these decks um but like everybody's you know it's like you're on fab discord you're talking to people in like three different continents about the same thing like you know that it. i don't know it just seems really strange that, like the meta is just like this blown out thing but then once you get to these skirmishes like you really have like okay like people are playing this and you really have to respond respond to that and it'll be interesting eventually when we can play in person and it's like oh yeah people around me like to play this way and I can just you know do this and, and win all the time um, versus worrying about what everybody's always doing and you know the kind of like group think of it um, but yeah
0: yeah definitely like if you just watch New Zealand games and then go to a small store and somebody plays, like, boost dash, they're just going to, like, annihilate you, right? Because you've never seen that yeah <laughs> type of thing before. Yeah. I think that's the big... Not the big thing, but one of the big differences that we I see, anyway, in New Zealand play is that they're just, like... They put a lot of value on blocking, you know? Defense is really, really important to the new zealand meta you know um when you look back at some other decks and and meta stuff that was happening in other countries like taiwan and malaysia like you see some pretty wild shit in those deck lists like Mm -hmm. a warrior deck that's so many reds and like two cost attacks and pummels you know just like (laughs) just going balls to the wall and gets like in the top eight you know so it's just like a really really aggressive style meta sometimes in different countries and that's i think the games um like the way people play it suffers a bit because we don't get to see what's happening in all the european countries and even canada a little bit in canada but even like south america or You know even the the parts of asia like we just don't know what's going on over there so you don't have more information you know like this happens in pokemon in like japan like some deck will be really dominant it'll be on the forums and then somebody will bring it in america and then it'll it'll change you know and, and that sort of thing um but yeah there's just not a ton of global innovation because it's really hard to play yeah a lot of room though which is totally. totally positive. Yeah, totally. I think a lot you of know, room to experiment, I mean, and grow. I, I think right now my theory is is that Runeblade is also a key factor in this situation. Um, just because, like, I think OTK Runeblade has a good matchup against Ira, and I've, like, tested that for sure. But it has a really tough time against Warrior. So there's got to be some wiggle room to kind of make one of those matchups a little bit better. You know. Cool. And that's another deck that if you are not prepped to play against OTK Runeblade, you'll just lose. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you like have to get damage through. Totally. Or you'll you know, just like... like, wee, playing all my red cards, wee, yeah. and then like kind of late game. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I have two remembrances and need one card at the end of the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> or, I mean, a lot of those games are really intense on my end playing that deck because you're like, this is my last four cards. I know exactly what they are. I just hope they have like low enough threats for me to like save this one ninth blade I have. Okay. Boom. There's 40 damage. How do you deal with that? Okay. You died. Cool. Did my math right. Whew. You know, but to them it's just like a pretty non fun time, you know, cause you're just like, I block all of your damage or I take some damage and then I play a sigil and a sun kiss and gain it all back, you know, but, mm. um, I don't know what my point is on all of that. Yeah. So like some people will just be like, oh, I'll just play all my reds and try to freaking kill you. And then it's like they only have blues. And you're like, I can handle that, you know. Or like some people, I was playing my buddy Javier. Uh, Shout out to Javier. Sorry, I beat the living crap out of you. But he was playing Guardian and he decided partway through the game like, oh, I just won't attack him. (laughs) You know? So it was just like, okay. And we, like, pass, had to, like, pass back and forth and try to, like, you know. And that's some people's strategy. But, yeah. Feeling it out, It just, you like, know, it's like, throws tough. you off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I've been doing no damage for 15 minutes. Maybe I'll just, like, not attack. And maybe that'll work. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't, so. Um, yeah.
3: No, I, I think Runeblade is one of those classes that I, I really hope grows in the next set. Because I think it's super cool. I played it for a while. And I was just not not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> i think and that's so kind where
0: of the beginning of our friendship started was on discord talking to you about runeblade in the runeblade channel
2: mm,
3: totally yeah well i was listening to the podcast and so you're talking about you know your, your deck that one uh that one episode and i was just like okay that I, I think i'm just not i'm missing the entire point of how to play this class yeah uh, for the most part but um yeah totally it's it's i think it's super cool i just it may be the playstyle thing; it just doesn't mesh with with what I'm doing, which is something I find interesting too. Is like, I think all the classes are cool, and I kind of want to learn to play them all pretty well. But I think some of them is just like I don't know if I can play them the way they need to be played. Yeah, um, totally. In order yeah. to like win, so
2: yeah,
0: Ninja is like that for me. I'm like pretty uninterested in Kadachi, Kadachi, something, you know. <laughs> Or yeah. something, go again combo something. You know, no offense to any ninja players. It's cool. People really love it. It just does not uh, tickle me. Well, know? and just it's like it is interesting that in this game, if you play, you know, to how your brain works, you generally perform better. Yeah, you know, yeah. like so you pick a class and a strategy to the, like the you know mid-range style your brain likes totally. it's like you're better mm. at the game in general than if you try to force it and be like well this control deck is the best deck so i have to like try to do it yeah but, i mean and that's that what matt rogers does right is he like plays dash because he's like a mid-range yeah. player it's value plays ira because <laughs> he's like a mid-range player yeah. you know yeah mm. Totally. yeah and it's like i play kano
3: because i like overly complex board games and i really like rules <laughs> totally so i'm gonna learn the most like hard version of
0: this game you, you must really do you like um a feast for odin is that one of your games that you are into
3: i you know i don't have it but it, it does sound like one that i would like I've, okay. I've heard about it enough but you know i think it's, it's one of those games where it's like big enough where i'm like i can't buy this game i don't have room for it <laughs> yeah
0: move on pass away from that it's like learning that from the rule book is like so frustrating. Sorry, tangent here everybody, but this is just like so the rule book's really really bad and then mm. uh, the designer's Uwe Rosenberg and in the rule book has little cartoon faces of Uwe telling mm-hmm. you like fun anecdotes taunting you as you read this <laughs> massive <not> <laughs> no, just anecdotes. You're just like, shut the fuck up, Uve. Why is it this in your rule book? This fucking edge case scenario. I need to know about it, man. Stop laughing at me with your fun like. <laughs> and Vikings did such and such. It's like, shut up. <laughs> this game's so hard. I don't know how to play it. I, my one of our good friends Troy, who's in our battle group, Troy, myself, and my wife, uh, tried to learn that game from the rule book and spent. It was probably like six hours. And just like had the, the worst time trying to learn that game. So upset. But we finished the game and then we were like, should we play this again tomorrow? Yeah, let's play it again tomorrow. So that does say something. Totally. About the One game. of my favorite games ever that uh, my sister Mitch and I have played like 50 times is Gaia Project. Yeah. Impossible to r- learn from the rule book. Yeah. I think I watched a 45 <laughs> minute YouTube video and they probably got 10 things wrong teaching you about it. It's ridiculous. But now I know how to play. But anyway, yeah, in that same vein. Yeah, we digress. Um, okay, so we're, <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> we're getting close to an hour here, so we have still a few things we want to do. But uh, before we get there, uh, the main reason we have you really on, other than our budding friendship, um, is... So talk to us about organizing the Discord and your role in putting on this skirmish let's hype this thing up
3: totally yeah so <clears throat> lucky tcg skirmish march 20th uh 10 a.m pacific standard time uh it's gonna be a really great event i'm, I'm really excited uh, lucky just hit me up on discord because he'd seen me in the uh la uh, fab discord and on the facebook group um you know i've done a couple play anywhere things and i post sometimes, but he reached out and asked me if I would, I would help him cause he hadn't been doing that much, uh, on discord. And, you know, I was like, sure. Uh, that sounds like, a, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll send you some goodies. And I was like, great. I love goodies. and Let's just do this. Uh, and you know, so then I was like, okay, well, how am I going to do this? Um, and I really, uh, I kind of you know i borrowed some stuff from other places like i think the uk discord has been using google forms for uh some of their signups for like their league and i think some of their smaller events um that just you know collected that information you need like what's your gem id what's <clears throat> what's your email address? what's your real name so i can match it to your discord <laughs> name and it's just like you know because you get into these yeah. events they're like wait Uh, who is this person? You're like, oh, that's me. It's great. It's like, you know, so I just thought I was like, okay, this is all the information we have. Uh, This is what we need to collect. Um, You know, we talked about how many people we wanted in it. And, you know, because I want to play in this too. I didn't want to like, you know, drown myself in logistics. So I was like, let's cap it at 64. Um, And I think, you know, that's six rounds um, of uh, Swiss. And then we'll do the top eight which seems like a good enough uh you know that's that's a successful event in my mind um you know so then we talked a little bit about like you know, he, he was really adamant he was like i want to do a first place prize so we got a first place prize of a first edition box of monarch when that comes out and all the top the other top eight are going to get blitz decks i think from monarch um you know so and then he wants to do some like random prizes of his own so he's like really hype. Uh, i think he, he's actually a old uh pro Magic the Gathering player too so like you know just like a local entrepreneur has like a little shop at a uh, it's basically like a permanent trade show hall um, over in the city of industry which is like a little east Mm -hmm. of uh, uh, Los Angeles and he's one of the few people that's been like really you know supporting the game and like there's just not a lot of stores in in the la area that are doing that there's like <clears throat> there's a place in orange county that i know and like one other store that's kind of also a little outside of la that's doing it but like my local store you know <clears throat> i took two irodex to my local store and they they're like okay we'll like look at it and like you know then they still don't sell it yet but you know I, i'm trying to get more people into it but lucky's been there and so like i was really excited that he wanted so yeah, basically it was just like, how do we make this easy? Let's do a form. What are the things people like forget to do? You know, so I just wanted to make it real clean. And, you know, I did a little bit of, of teaching before. So like, you know, I kind of made it, I've made a Google form quiz before. So like I knew how to like <laughs> set it up yeah. um, and you know, require that people check things and you know get that information. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, even without like a web store, you know, uh, we, we were able to, get everybody signed up really quickly. I think we sold out in like two weeks or less. Um, and, you know, that was really exciting. because it's like, cool. And then like I, we set up the discord, <clears throat> which uh, I I'd, had I'd never set up like a discord before. So I was, you know, figuring out how, how do you do like the role reacts? How do we get like different roles to like ping people? Um, how should the channels be laid out? You yeah. know, so it kind of pulled from, from the different uh, servers I'm a part of and just, you know, it was cool. It was like people were there, people were talking. Some of these other skirmishes, it's like they didn't set up, the Discord wasn't available to people to like the day before. So it's pretty much just like a temporary thing um, that popped up and then everybody jumped in and then left. And I feel like, you know, we've actually got more people in in Lucky's server than we do in the, uh, the LA one because like no one's really doing anything in the LA one. So it's nice, <laughs> to, nice. to have like kind of a, a local server for for the game yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah so it's just been you know mostly me thinking of like how do i make sure i can do this and make my life easier and so you know google form i got a big spreadsheet checking things off lucky says someone paid them i checked them off i approved them on gem um and then you know now we're just like waiting to get ready um and you know i thought this week it would be it'd be fun if we could get some more games in with everybody playing so i made a post saying we're going to do a, a thursday night kind of testing session i'm hoping people show up and you're like hey i would love to play this class or this class and we can all like you know get a little extra uh practice because you know like you said sometimes you just don't get that experience with the classes that you that you need and um you know i thought it'd be fun if uh, we could all hang out and do that for a couple hours um but yeah that that's pretty much it it's it's been a bit of work, uh, you know, but it's been really fun, and the, the community has been super nice to me. So I, I just felt like really compelled to like, you know, help out and do this. And it you know, didn't hurt that Lucky sent me like a dope with play mat and a and a box of Arcane Rising Unlimited. So you know I was like, sweet, I got, I'm I'm coming out <laughs> like on top with this whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's hopefully gonna be a good thing, and I and I played in you know the collective one won really smoothly uh i think you know one benefit and i know taylor you even asked about this is like with the timing situation and yeah. the timed rounds like what they did was just like look we're gonna post the pairings you've got like five minutes before we're gonna start the round if you're ready to go just go like don't wait for us to say the round starts which like you know you give people just a couple extra minutes it's actually what they need to like shuffle their deck eat technical issues uh, you know a little chit chat banter to start the game like it was it was really nice and I think a lot fewer games went to draws than um, than I'd seen in some other events so I think you know just allowing for that and may you know not being super you know strict about it but you know and I, I know the rule the time rules are there to like help move events on because like it, it sucks when it's like oh well now everyone gets three more turns and they're gonna spend like 20 minutes on their three turns and everyone's got to wait for them. And like that, that can get really rough. So, um, I think, you know, I see the benefit of it, but I also know it's, it's a rough thing. So just kind of encouraging, you know, people to jump in as fast as they can and get their games going. I think it was really helpful. So, yeah. And then I, I think a couple other people I'm going to reach out to just to like, Oh, I know I've played in other skirmishes is see like, Hey, what worked and what didn't. Cause yeah. like, I really want is to just be a fun, easy event. Um, uh, and you know they, they are casual which is a good thing but since we do have these like top prizes i would like it to to run smoothly i don't want anyone to feel like they got you know cheated or like you know they you know, i don't know i just want everyone to have a good time and be able to play their best and and hopefully win some cool
1: prizes
0: yeah that sounds great i mean i have been enjoying being on the discord Um, There's been some good, like, light trash talking. And uh, one. Just the right amount. Yeah, totally. Uh, One homie, like, uh, what's his name on Discord? I like Kush or something like that. Like, every single day is like, who's up for games? You know? Nice. Just really funny uh, Discord name and just to like always be up there you know right to the point in both categories yeah totally <laughs> i'll look his i'll look his name up
3: right now it's just, i think it's i love tush and he's got yeah. a little uh mickey as the wizards apprentice uh, or sorcerers apprentice. yeah
0: totally that's totally what it is yeah that yeah. guy's hilarious just like every yeah. single day
3: <laughs> just like
0: who's up for some games
3: yeah totally. he's a good guy i've played with him the past couple nights actually <laughs> yeah i love kush yeah totally who
0: wants to play march 7th 6 six twelve 12 p.m and it's like on the dot too like he must get off work every every day anyway cool glad he's a good dude that's great <laughs> but yeah it's a cool discord server and i mean i think one of the coolest things is like most content creators i know of are there like bronson's gonna mm-hmm. be there tower number nine rob uh from Dolorian dropouts. You know, he's the number one guy who signed up on the list. I'm number two. Um, you know, the Attack Action Podcast, us, we're going to be there. Uh, Outcast Haven's going to be there. DM Armada's going to be there. Um, yeah. AJ Adventure
3: Co. Yeah. Um,
0: the Adventure Co. Those guys are great. Uh, big shout out to them. They're the guys in Connecticut, right? Who are like making uh, QR codes to learn how to play decks that they give you for free, basically, and stuff. I believe. Oh yeah, love that. Love yeah, guys. totally. They're
3: awesome. Um,
0: yeah, so no pressure, everyone.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, lucky Lucky really went out and he, and I think he invited a lot of these guys uh, personally because he really wanted one to have them stream. So we're gonna have like <clears throat> five or six people streaming their games from this yeah. one event, which will be really cool. Yeah. Um, and also, he you know he's a competitive guy himself, you know, so he uh, he wanted some like the better players to to be representing. So it'll be definitely cool I, i'm really excited to see you know see what happens you know i, f- I feel like it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be one of the people you probably thought would win is gonna win but like you know it's you never know it's a big field we'll we'll see how it goes
0: yeah a lot of the people you see in the us who have won um stuff are in this tournament so it'll be yeah. the competition is going to be really good and, oh, Red Zone Rogue's in it, too. Also, shout-out to uh, TryGuy41, our right. homie from Ohio. Adams tournament? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I nice. saw his name up there because he's also going to be in the um, the other one. Fable Hobby is putting one April 18th or 10th that oh, I signed yeah. up for, and I think he signed up for that as well. So shout-out to him if he's still listening to the podcast. Um, <clears throat> I'm
3: just doing a lot of shout-outs today, apparently. <laughs> I just didn't want <laughs> like, big ups to everybody but yeah it's so it's so a awesome. community episode you got you got the battle buddies on the show with you so <laughs> yeah it's... totally
0: see there you go catching on. thanks yeah, battle buddy. <laughs> yeah nice. uh, he's our battle buddy um, i was trying to do something like like attack reactioners or something you know <laughs> but better but better come back to me <laughs> yeah we're you not gonna do battle buddies. we're not set on it but it is alliterated That's yeah. the only thing we got going for it you know and, um i anyway. in it, whatever it is <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> totally we are uh, okay so two things here um, everybody follow every content creator because you're going to see a bunch of games um, for this and it's going to be a really fun skirmish and I hope that it's so successful Colin that you and Lucky put on another just random event you know like if you guys had a monthly armory or something I mean I would be there you know If you guys put on more events. So just how easy it's been to play or like get signed up and the just kind of community around it. I would um, go to more events by uh, Lucky TCG. Yeah. Shout out to Lucky. Keep sending Colin free boxes or things. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Let's keep it going. Yeah, totally. Um, You got to feed my addiction (laughs) here. Yeah, totally. Uh, Second thing before we get into our signature segments here. Plus bonus new segment.
2: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Yeah, totally. The producer of this podcast will put in some cool music right there for sure. <laughs> uh, um. no, no, it's just going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Colin, I want to invite you back on for a, a like post-interview for how it, the uh, skirmish goes and for when... We have uh, Yannick on when we when spoiler season happens. I would love it if we had like four people talking about every spoiler that comes out. So dude. awesome! So, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, I'm down. Yeah, totally. Um, shout out to Yannick. I hope you're listening, buddy. Um, you're a great, dude. Anyway, <laughs> okay, let's get to our signature segments. Here. All right, In What's less- first. Okay, so this is the new one. Okay, I have come up with there are going to be, I'm going to give you nine cards, right? And they're going to be three different questions. So we're going to play. What card is this flavor text from? Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to read you the flavor text. Then I'm going to give you three cards. It possibly could be. And then you are going to tell me which one it is. Okay. I love it. Um, and you will both get a chance to answer okay so it's not sure. like you get one right and you get one wrong and i might expand this to bigger things so isaac's sitting right next to me so i have to um i have the physical cards right here you can hear them um so i have to read this first and it, well anyway don't peek isaac that's what i'm trying to say All right. All right. okay <laughs> white wine's get to me. okay so here's the flavor text okay <clears throat> are you ready
3: Yep, I'm ready.
0: Alright. The Magister's voice filled the departure halls as the blessing of soul washed over them. Okay? Do you need to hear that again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Magister's voice filled the departure halls as the blessing of soul washed over them. Okay. That's it, that's it. You know, that's all you get. All right. So is that A. Irena's Prayer, B Iron Song Response, or C, Warrior's Valor. Colin, you get first pick because you're our guest.
3: Hmm. <clears throat> I think I'm gonna go Warriors Valor just because I remember their Oh, is that just the card text?
0: Also, no, you can't look this, if... this up.
3: <laughs>
1: Don't
0: be Googling. Me. I'll hear Don't it worry. if your I... mouse is clicking and you're Freaking uh, nerd keyboard over there. Like, is he say my mechanical keyboard mechanical. is loud enough so that you would yeah, hear Yeah, it. yeah,
3: that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Warrior's Valor because it's like it's soul. You know, that's Solana. Like, I think that's the whole. Yeah, okay. we're going there.
0: So you don't think it's
3: Iron Song Response then? No, because that's just her stabbing you more. I don't know where the guy praying or like, <laughs> blessing you comes in or whatever. Okay,
0: interesting. Interesting choice. Well, uh, judge, please mark that down. Okay. Cool. Isaac, you're up here. Okay, this is these are tough cuz I don't play warrior, <laughs> but um, I'm going Iron Song response just because I think there's flavor text on that card. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. And I don't remember if there is in warrior Warrior's Battle or so. <laughs> the correct answer is Warrior's Valor. Great job, Colin. Ding, ding, ding. One point Mm. from Colin. Colin's up. One nil. Nice. Okay, are you guys ready for the next one? Alright, yep. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully these are hard. Um, Okay, here's the flavor text of this card. And when I drain the very last drop of blood from your veins, when you struggle to draw breath into your failing lungs, it still won't be enough. Atia, do you want to hear that again?
3: I got it, I think. Yeah,
0: I got it. You understand that or you know what card it is? No, I, I, <laughs>
2: under,
0: I understand what you said. Okay. <laughs> I understand the words coming out of you mouth.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so is that A, fervent forerunner, B, lead the charge, or C, life for a life? Colin? Since you got the last point, we're going to Isaac here for the first one. Can I hear the quote one more time? Oh see, I thought you said you had it. Well, <laughs> and you give me more things to remember. <laughs> and when I drain the very last drop of blood from your veins, when you struggle to draw breath into your failing lungs, it still won't be enough. Atia is that fervent forerunner, life for a life, or lead the charge. Uh, I mean, I think that definitely has to be life for life. I also can't remember if there's flavor text on that card, but um, maybe I should pay more attention. <laughs> okay. Is that your final answer? Yes, And you're sure it's not favorite
3: forerunner? 100%.
0: Okay. Colin, what's your choice?
3: Uh, I gotta agree with Isaac. I think it's uh, life for life.
0: And you guys are both correct. It's life for nice. life. Boom. These ones are easy. This it's, quiz will be harder. So- at later times. Yeah. was that that too pretty, thematic, Pretty indicative of the title. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I should have picked like brutal assault, which just has a paragraph on it. Okay, Anyway, here's the last one. This is for entertainment value anyway. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and Colin, this will be your choice first. The score currently is two to one. Colin's lead. Isaac, you can either tie it or lose worse. Okay. Pressure's <laughs> on. If we're tied. Do we go into bonus round? I'm just kidding. Yeah, then we'll go into pick (laughs) past prey and then whoever I decide wins there. Yeah, okay. Okay, here's the quote. He is forced to rise once again and defend his long forsaken tomb. He longs for the sweet release of death's embrace. Would you like to hear that again? Sure. (laughs) As he is forced to rise once again and defend his long forsaken tomb. He longs for the sweet release of death's embrace. You like how I get a little bit more dramatic the second time? Really add A little in closer to the mic. Yeah. Okay. Is that read the runes, amplify the Arknight, or spell blade assault? Colin, your choice. Hmm.
3: Oh, yeah. Nice.
0: Nice. I thought I
3: thought I knew what it was, but then you didn't say that name at all. So now I'm just gonna, <laughs> I was confused. Uh, I'm gonna go with amplify. Are you sure? I, as sure as I can be.
0: Not spellblade assault or read the runes.
3: We're going amplify.
0: Okay, Isaac. What is your choice? I'm going read the runes. Also, I don't play either of these characters. <laughs> yeah, totally. Read the runes, one hundred percent. Okay, and then I do have a tiebreaker, actually. If I say it with confidence, does it mean I win? No. <laughs> Read the runes. Okay. The correct answer is... Amplify the Knight. Ah, Colin's our winner! Shit. Great job, they... Colin. A perfect three they... for three. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the tiebreaker was going to be... Does Spellblade Assault have flavor text on it? <laughs> I think it does.
3: Uh, wait, is that the... Does it create two rune chants? Yeah, yeah. Is that the Nah, no, I don't think it has flavor text. And Colin would have
0: won that also. It yeah. does not. It just <laughs> has. It just has the description of
3: what a uh,
0: rune chant is. Dang. Well, all right. Totally tough game. Glad I just stick to flesh and blood. Totally. Well, <laughs> and uh, thank you everyone for listening to. What flavor text does this belong to? I don't know. There's a better perky title pithy title should just that. be called what flavor oh yeah what flavor is this oh excellent boom and that's why <laughs> colin is one of your battle buddies right there okay I'm here next we're going into our favorite segment pick past prey so um let me just fire up the pitch zone here we're going to use their um drafting simulator colin you can will be uh, great because they've
3: I've literally never played draft, so... <laughs> oh,
0: awesome. We're... Just gonna maybe
3: one of our later forget. episodes
0: here is going to be about draft. We're, like, pretty psyched on draft. Um. Okay, so... This is a draft scenario. I'm going to give you three cards. One you're going to pick as your first pick. The second... One you're going to pick. One you're going to say you're going to pass away and don't care about if you get. And the th- other one... You're gonna pray that you get back past you later. Does that makes sense
3: what What set are we doing?
0: uh, that's up to you. Do you want to do welcome to Wraith or Arcane Rising?
3: Uh, let's do Arcane.
0: Oh, nice. Everybody else has been doing um uh welcome to Wraith. okay. this is gonna be pretty good. So these are our three cards. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, first card, Blue Moonwish. So it costs two, pitches for three, attacks for three, defends for two. And it says, you may put a card from your hand on top of your deck rather than paying Moonwish's cost. If Moonwish hits, search your deck for a card named Sun Kiss, reveal it, and put it into your hand then shuffle your deck. Okay? That's card number one. Okay. Card number two is achilles accelerator this is a mechanologist equipment it defends for zero but it has an instant ability that says destroy achilles accelerator gain one action point activate this ability only if you have boosted this turn and it has arcane barrier one okay boosted means it's a keyword on mechanologist cards and you flip the top You banish the top card of your deck, and if it's a Mechanologist card, that card gains go again. So that's what Achilles Accelerator is. Our third and final card here is Red Reduce to Runechant. Costs one, pitches for one, defends for four, and it reads, Reduce to Runechant costs one less to play for each Runechant you control. Create a Runechant token. Okay. Colin, you get first pick again because you're the guest. Which card are you going to pick, pass, and pray that you get back next time?
3: Hmm. I was initially like, ooh, Moonwish is pretty good. Being able to put a card on top of your deck is always kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think with a red reduced chant, like that's a good defense reaction in a really limited format. Uh, and I feel like Rune blade is a little easier in sealed, uh, so I'm just gonna project that into draft as well. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say pick to rune chant. <clears throat> I'm gonna pass on the uh, Achilles boots. accelerator. Accelerator, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Achilles footwear, um, and then uh, I'll pray for Moonwish to come back because it's a blue, and you know if you get a Sun Kiss, that's It makes them think like if you play it rather than pitch it like they're like oh does he have a sun kiss in his deck that he's about to just get for free so uh i kind of like the i like that card even though it doesn't seem to ever really work the way it needs to
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so true okay great uh your answers have been logged and categorized uh isaac what's your choice okay i'm going to pick achilles accelerator Okay. Um, Because it has Arcane Barrier 1. Nice. And um, so I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but I'm going to pray that Reduced to Rune Chant comes back around because of everything Colin said. That card's really good (laughs) um, in this limited format. Yeah. Um, And I'm choosing cards from two different classes, but this is our first pick for this draft. Yeah. Um, And then I'll choose which class to go with very soon. But um, just having that arcane barrier, and then if very soon you see good wizard cards are passed, or you don't see any good wizard cards, you kind of uh, might need that uh, arcane barrier to help you out. And then so you're going to... I'm going to pass. pass. Just because it... I mean, you'd you'd have to draft a... our time snaps? Uh, No potions. No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, so, I mean, I guess Moonwish could hit, and then you could Arsenal Sunkissed, and then use it. So yeah. it's not totally wasted. But it just it blocks for two and swings for three and doesn't have go again as um, a blue. But I'm going to pass on that. Okay, cool. Those are noted also with the judges' table. Okay. <laughs> now we have a judges' table. I know, moving up. Um, okay, well, this is pretty tough. Um, I do like the fact that Moonwish you don't need a yellow you could use a red to put on top of your deck to draw for your next turn um, so that's like that's pretty good i think just in this limited format the fact that if you had a big turn and then finished it up with uh moon wish you could put a card from your hand to kind of like spread out your your hot fire you've drafted right to then draw it right um the flexibility in that is pretty good but that being said the reduced to rune chant is just really really strong the fact that it'll probably be free and you've drafted it so you will like build your deck around making sure you have a rune chant is really good so i think this is the only time i've agreed with anybody on their first pick but i'm also going to pick reduced to rune chant as my first pick but the thing i'm going to pray for is the achilles accelerator that like that piece of gear does not get snacked up because it's really really valuable in this limited format where wizard is running rampant and also so is um runeblade you know, so you really actually need to have three arcane barrier. You know, no way that's coming back around. <laughs> yeah, probably. <not. laughs> that's why I'm praying for it to come back Fair around. Enough. And I am gonna pass on that moon wish because it just is not threatening enough. It's too easy to block, and it doesn't really defend for a lot, so it doesn't really help you out. Um, but interesting note when you look at the rest of this pack. There is a blue sun kiss in this. So wow. oh, a blue nice. sun kiss though. Yeah, and a yellow moon wish, which is probably the the better of the two. But um so that's my pick. Those are my picks. Nice. Yeah. All right, moving Good on job. to our final segment. Yeah. Okay, so uh we're gonna do board game from the closet with our guest today. Uh Colin, would you like to share with us a board game that you love? doesn't have to be your favorite, just one you'd love to recommend to everybody.
3: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do my favorite, so. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. That's that's just just what we're going to do here. Uh, And it's probably the least accessible, but that's fine. Um, I don't think you guys have done it, but I'm doing Twilight Imperium 4th Edition.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, Wow.
3: Because I like big, complicated games, and this is a big, big complicated game that uh, I think you know there's a lot of things to it um, yeah, I'll give you the, the the high level view it's a basically it's a space opera in a box uh, I think it's like a 4x game basically I forget what that actually stands for but
0: I think that it stands for explore exploit uh, to other expand and crap what is the
3: exfoliate yeah there you go <laughs> that's the one uh yeah you know basically everybody plays as a different uh alien race that has their own you know special powers they have their own like special fleets or you know they have their own like mother not mothership but flagship um and you know you got it's like a minis game it's like a negotiation game it's like a politics game and it's a war game all like thrown together into like a easy eight to twelve hour experience uh, for three to six players. <laughs> um, nice, but it's just, it's just one of those games. It's like, I think it just epitomizes what is fun about board games. And if you've got the right people, uh, who are down, you know, they understand what they're getting into. Um, it's just super fun. I, I played this at my bachelor party. Cause I was like, Hey, this is my bachelor party. And we're going to play this game. <laughs> nice. uh, and it was, it was just a real good time. Um, you know it's it's just got all those bits that i like about games where like you gotta you know you gotta work with the people around you you develop rivalries and vendettas and you know someone screws you over so you just spend the rest of the game trying to just take them down even if you're not gonna win um you know you you vote on laws and then laws get enacted and then that changes the game like it's just a super cool game um it comes in a huge box with tons of pieces, uh, and it's got a big old rule book, so it just hits all my buttons. <laughs> cool, very um, cool, nice. Yeah, that, that's my boy game from the closet that I'd never get to play, but I love thinking about
2: playing. <laughs> oh,
0: totally. I'm okay, so I'm in the same boat. Not my favorite game, I only have the third edition, which I bought mm-hmm. for $80 from uh, North Coast Roleplaying, our local LGS. In high school, and nice. remember like learning with my other best friend, uh, Cube shout out to Cube how to play that game, and then like roping you know other people into playing that, and just being like, okay, we're gonna start this at five, and then it's three in the morning, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, and you're like 17, and you're like, wow, that was crazy,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, now,
3: I mean, the first time I played it it was literally like it was like three hours into it and we're like what round is this i think it's round three we're just like holy crap like it's like time flies because you're thinking about all this stuff and like i don't know it's it's one of those games that really it's a an experience game for sure
0: like yeah you, definitely you sit it, there you play
3: it yeah. and you just like lose yourself in it for a while
0: yeah and like you said you have to like be very clear about what's about to happen with everybody who sits down <laughs> you're like this yeah. could take all weekend. We're going to play for four hours today and four hours tomorrow. So yeah, are you sure you want to play? Yeah, it's, it's so, very granular. Um, and there's some pretty good YouTube videos on how to play at least third edition, which, which I have. It's like uh, okay. I think one gentleman has like, I'll teach you how to play this game in 35 minutes, which is a really good I th- overview. I think he did an
3: updated one for fourth edition. Um, Excellent. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, you know, for any Shut Up and Sit Down fans, they have a documentary that they produced about Twilight Imperium. Yeah, it's really great. The history of it. Yeah. Uh, like, I think that's the reason I got into it. It was just like, oh my God, I'm just going to buy this game now. Because <laughs> uh, it's just super interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the game that um, Fantasy Flight was founded on, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yep. yep. It, that's a really cool game. Um, it hits the table not often for us, because it <laughs> yeah. takes so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would play takes... that all the time probably, but yeah, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There, there is a
3: really good TTS mod, you know, that I've been meaning to try to like play, but uh, like I said. Flesh and Blood has taken over in my brain. So it's totally. just like, if I'm going to play a game, I'm like, I might as well play Flesh and Blood right now. Yeah,
0: totally. Well, sign, sign me up for whenever you get the, uh, the uh, Twilight Imperium game up and running. I will join and play.
3: Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Cool. Well, uh, I guess that's our episode. We're at an hour and a half just for this interview. Um, I told you Colin was cool. This would be easy. <laughs> uh, Colin, thank you so much for being on. Um, I really appreciate all you had to say. And this was like a really great episode. Probably one of my favorites for sure. Um, is there anything else you would like to say, plug, whatever? Uh, where can people contact you, etc.? cetera? Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I am Chonigman on Discord. Uh, it's a really, really clever uh, mix of my first initial and my last name. Um <laughs> You can could, you could find me on Fab Discord, the Team Covenant Discord, the Lucky TCG Discord. Um, I'm in way too many Discords at this point. Um, but that's probably the best place to, to reach out to me. I'm, I'm usually posting things or reading things there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, check out Lucky TCG Skirmish, March 20th, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, you know, on all those. You know, pretty much every major streamer uh, for Flesh and Blood in the states is going to be there streaming it. Um, although I think Red Zone Rogue uh, wasn't able to make it. Um,
0: uh, I'm
3: pretty crap. sure. Uh, That's okay. But he, we he, we were holding a spot for him, but I, I think he had to work. Unfortunately, but yeah, so check that event out. We're hoping it goes well. We're hoping we get to do more events. Uh, I know Lucky wants to do like a big, uh, you know, kind of cash prize event eventually. When uh, I think. I think he wants to do like an in person one, so hopefully that, you know, that's a ways away. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to doing some more stuff, maybe some pre-release monarch stuff, which would be cool. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Shout out to all my homies on TC uh, uh, Discord. The other Colin, Colin the younger. We have a uh, morning show where we play <laughs> uh, over there, and uh, you know, just start our days off well i start my day he's on his lunch because he's on the east coast but uh you know uh, we're over there playing a lot in the morning um so you know come over say hi and uh talk about all the plays that i messed up playing k now um sick yeah yeah and thanks but, yeah it's really for, uh, great it's great being here and uh thanks for having me on
0: yeah thanks for putting in uh, all this footwork to uh make this tournament and everything happen um which, I, you know, it's challenging to play a board game together uh, in this time. So thanks to you and everybody else who, you know, has put in some extra effort to make it happen anyway. Great yeah, job. totally. Appreciate you also, Colin, and Lucky. Shout out to Lucky. Sorry I haven't shouted you out yet, but, you know, save the best for last. Really appreciate all the Ivor trash talk you've been putting on on the Discord and... Uh, that you're putting this on and that I get a play in it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate all of that stuff you guys have done. So awesome. All right. That's uh that's it. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's it cool. everyone. Yeah. Good job. See ya. Thanks. We always really <laughs> nail the goodbyes. Totally. I feel like <laughs> Maybe we should try to get some outro music that'll kind of like smooth things yeah, out. Yeah. You know, it just ends with me. Well, I was like, well, doing this. Well, bye. Yeah, and then it's just over. And then you're just like the next podcast plays, you know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Colin, you had to hear that. Really, really Neil. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. this All right. Gosh. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Uh, we'll see you later after me and Isaac win the lucky TCG skirmish event oh no, totally yeah totally it'll be <laughs> Isaac number one me number two Colin number three hey, thanks yeah totally sorry Colin awesome. but you know I,
2: I did pretty well so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: all right uh, this is it goodbye bye bye bye